Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Hello, I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, and of course, I host Wealth Academy Podcast, and I really hope that you are doing good. And as the start of this new year takes off, now it's the time to establish a solid foundation for your finances. In other words, I want to see you align your finances with your life, both your personal and professional life. Uh, thanks for being with me today on the second week of January of 2022. And today I'm going to be talking about taxes. And I'm going to be talking about some moves that you may consider prior to filing your 2021 tax returns. Now, no one likes to talk about taxes, so I understand where you are. But where I am is, is that I have, when I attend college, I have over 40 hours of accounting, enough accounting coursework and experience to sit for the CPA. So I'm going to talk about uh, the taxes here today and some moves that you can make from a personal standpoint. And I, I'm glad that you would join me. And remember our mantra, wealth is more than just money. And one of the things we want to consider uh, when we're talking about our taxes is, of course, finding ways to beef up our savings in case we have to pay taxes and also to minimize the amount of income tax that we may have to pay in the event that we, we don't have all the deductions that will qualify us uh, to be able to uh, cut into that tax base. So uh, what I'm going to talk about is, is uh, to make some 401k and health uh, services account contributions and uh, one of the health, health savings accounts contributions. And people can make these tax deductible contributions to traditional IRAs and health savings up to April 15th of this year. Uh, but of course, uh, when we look at the door closing, December 31st was the day that closed for the 401k contributions. And so uh, there's no way to make additional contributions after the new year. So uh, one of the things to consider uh, is making some a few adjustments. And of course, everything is all depends on uh, your financial situation, which for all of us is unique and it deserves some unique uh, and careful attention. So uh, it's very important to do so. So taxpayers with a high qualified uh, deductible family health insurance plan can deduct up to $7,200 in contributions to a health savings account in 2021. And individuals with self-only coverage can deduct $3,600. And those who are age 55 or older are eligible for an additional $1,000 to get caught up on their contributions and uh, tax deductible contribution to a traditional 401k are capped at 19,500 for 2021, which is pretty good. And some people like the 401k and then some don't. But workers age 50 and older can make an additional 6,500 to catch up 
their contributions if they were not able to do so in 2021. And then uh, the second thing is to schedule your RMD. And this is the required minimum uh, distribution. So uh, normally retirees who have a traditional 401k or IRA must have a required, a required minimum distribution each year once they reach age 72. Whew. Thank goodness I'm not there. <laughs> now, depending on the size of, of your uh, personal retirement account, the distribution can be sizable and result in a significant tax bill. And that's really what this particular podcast is all about, ways in which you can save money or at least reduce the amount that you have to pay. Then, of course, a lot of this was offset by the coronavirus aid, relief and economic security or the CARES Act. It waived the RMD last year but they are required again this year. So if you haven't already taken your, your um, required minimum distribution, uh, make sure that you do it before the end. You should have made it before the end of 2021. And if you don't take it out, you'll get a 50% penalty. So, uh, and that, that can be pretty, pretty painful. So the third thing is to convert money from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. Now, withdrawals from traditional IRAs are taxed in retirement, but distribution from Roth IRAs are tax-free. Uh, plus, Roth IRAs don't have required minimum distributions, which can also be beneficial for those looking to reduce taxes in retirement. I've been retired uh, for almost 20 years now. However, I still work. I retired uh, from the Air Force, and, and so uh, I can talk to that. And for those who are not at that retirement, uh, time frame, then uh, it's a little bit different for you. So you talk to your people in your uh, human resources office about it. And uh, so that that would take care of you. So uh, fortunately, the government allows you to convert money from traditional accounts to Roth accounts to get these benefits. So when money is converted from a traditional to a Roth account, taxes must be paid on the converted amount. So uh, that's something to consider. And also for you parents out there, our next item, number four, is to contribute to a 529 plan. And this is uh, what children can use for college to prepare them for college expenses and save on state income taxes as well. So most states offer a state income tax deduction for contributions made by residents in their specific state sponsored plan. However, there are some states that may allow a deduction for contributions to any 529. And while there are no federal tax deductions for 529 contributions, monies in the plans grow tax-free and can be withdrawn tax-free when used for qualified education expenses. Yippee, because my daughter attends college next year, so I'll be working through this one. Uh, number five is to hold off on mutual fund purchases. Uh, and that's for people who are coming up to December 31st. Uh, people should be uh, uh, con concerned with and consider buying mutual funds at the end of the, the time of the year, at the end of the year, because it will be held in a taxable account. Uh, for example, it, last November is an active time of the year for capital gains distributions. So you could get hit with a bill for year end dividends, even if you just purchase shares. And essentially, you'll be paying taxes on a profit you didn't actually see. So uh, the thing is, maybe not impacted uh, this year, but next year, you want to avoid paying additional taxes. So consult with a broker for making purchases to find out when distributions are made. Another thing to consider is to harvest your capital losses. 
For example, if you own stocks that have lost money, you can sell them and deduct up to $3,000 on your federal taxes. And that money can offset gains on other stocks or be applied to regular income taxes. So be careful not to violate the, the wash sale rule, which would allow, disallow the deduction. Now, this rule states you cannot purchase the same or a substantial similar stock within 30 days before or after the sale. So it's just a little a tweak that takes place there. But again, uh, talk to a financial advisor or a broker about that. Number seven is pick up capital gains if you're in a low tax bracket. Uh, at the end of the year, it's also a good time for some people to sell stocks that have appreciated significantly in value. So if this is what you did, I'm talking to you. I'm speaking to you. And, and this can be a particularly good strategy for those in the 10% or 12% brackets, tax brackets, uh, since the capital gains tax may be zero. The stocks can be repurchased, which resets the basis and minimizes the amount of taxes to be paid on future gains. Now, I'm not really one really for cryptocurrency. I guess I'm kind of a late to the party, if you will. But number eight is to harvest losses on cryptocurrency. Um, I, I advocate, I don't advocate for it because uh, it doesn't have the government, um, like if you had a bank account, they will secure your uh, bank account up to, let's say, 250000 But with cryptocurrency, it's kind of the wild, wild west, if you will. But if it's kind of what you do, then more power to you, but not for me right now. The government has to come in and, and put some uh, uh, some securities in there for me. But a, a loophole in the law means people who own cryptocurrency should consider harvesting their losses in 2021, which I know some people who have lost with it. So right now, the sale rules does not apply for cryptocurrencies. That means investors can sell cryptocurrency for a loss and then immediately buy the same currency without it affecting their ability to deduct the loss. And as with other investments, cryptocurrency losses can be used to offset capital gains or regular income taxes. So the government is coming around, but they just haven't come around enough for me. You know, I like something that's secure, something that I know uh, is going to back me in the case of a loss. Uh, the next thing, uh, number nine, is to donate cash to charity. This is something I do every year. I don't put a whole lot into one nonprofit, but I do make contributions. I spread it out. So deducting charitable uh, donations has traditionally been a popular way to reduce tax liability, but not everyone can do it, especially with inflation that took place, especially with people, uh, the great resignation. So people's money are a little bit differently. And normally you need to itemize to deduct any charitable contributions. Uh, that can be hard to do with 2021 20, standard deductions, which was set at $12,550 for single taxpayers and $25,100 for married couples filing jointly. So uh, that's also uh one of the things I wanted you to consider looking at donations. I, I made quite a few right at the end of the year. And then lastly, meet with a tax advisor. Um, this is always good. Um, and when we look at um, the month of January, that's when they're their busiest. But the tax, we have to turn in those taxes and file them by April 15th. So uh, it's a good time to talk to them now uh, while the getting is good. And, and we want to really uh, be sure that we do everything that we can to minimize them, uh, our taxes.
But yeah, meet with a tax advisor because they can pinpoint end of year strategies because the tax laws change every year. And you want to be able to reduce uh, taxable income through retirement contributions or itemized deductions. So um, that in turn may be the key to ensuring households remain eligible for some income tax incentives such as student loan interest deductions. If you don't regularly use a tax professional, running numbers through tax software can be just as beneficial because on a lot of them, such as TurboTax, if you buy a certain system, let's say the premium, then they will provide you with an advisor. And also they will audit and represent you if you file your taxes and you did something wrong. And so they would handle any audit situations as well. And so I want to review these really quick. I have about 10, 10 tips for the taxes and how to maximize them. Uh, number one is to uh, make 401k and health uh, insurance account contribution. Schedule your RMD. Um, that, that, again, is health savings account. Uh, and you also want to schedule your required minimum distributions, convert money from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, uh, if that's, that's what you enjoy doing, and contribute to a 529 plan for your children going to college or your grandchildren. Hold off on mutual fund purchases at the end of the year. Harvest your capital losses. Uh, pick up capital gains if you're in a low tax bracket. Harvest losses on cryptocurrency. And donate cash to a charity. And last but not least, meet with a tax advisor. Meet with the experts. And you can also do it off your software because on, on a lot of them, they give you access to them. And it's built into the cost of the program that you purchase. And again, uh, why am I talking about taxes? Well, as I stated, when I attended college in my undergraduate degree, I have over 40 hours of accounting in my background. I've worked in the accounting department uh, in Atlanta in a company called um, National Data Corporation. And I, I worked in there. And I also did tax work with Mobile Oil Company. So I have uh, a breadth of, of experience at doing taxes. And I was a, a, a VITA. I volunteered for many years when I worked in the United States Air Force. So I volunteered and I filed taxes for individuals. So if you have any questions leading up to filing your taxes, which is April 15th, 2022 of this year, uh, reach out to me. You see it here on uh, streaming here on the banner. Uh, you can call me, of course, at 800-341-6719 or email me at info at paulvanspeaks.com. Right now, with the beginning of the year, the first two weeks of the year, we're in that cycle right now. So I'm trying to help as many people as I can to start really paying attention to your finances, to include your taxes. And I'll have more podcasts coming up uh, on this particular topic to help you out so I can get you into the flow of the finances to become financial fit here in 2022. 2022. So again, my name is Paul Lawrence Van. I host Wealth Academy Podcast. I have a lot of other podcasts coming up with podcast guests here in the next uh, two to three weeks. I'll be bringing on one or two people per week, and I'd love for you to join me. Also, go out there on all the podcast channels, wherever you get your podcasts, and look for me, Paul Lawrence Van at Wealth Academy Podcast. Wealth is more than just money. Go rate and review this episode on Apple Podcasts. Have a good day, everyone, and I'll see you on the next episode. Again, my name is Paul Lawrence Van. Have a wonderful day and week. Thanks Goodbye. for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
to get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching in addition to resources associated with this podcast. Email Paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.